Hello and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Tina and I am joined by my wonderful co-host Colleen today who is fresh off her trip from Walt Disney World and that is what we are going to be talking about today. But before we get started, let us take a moment to thank our fabulous sponsors, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is an earmarked travel agency and an authorized Disney vacation planner. Ready to plan your vacation to Walt Disney World? Be sure to reach out to the fantastic agents over at Mystical Dream Travel. Head to their website, mysticaldreamtravel.com, or look them up on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. Hey, Colleen, how are you? I am doing great, Tina. How are you? I'm doing good. You have to be a little bit sleep deprived because you literally just got back yesterday. So for those listening, this is on Thursday. She just got back on Monday. I did. I flew in late last night and it was a whirlwind jam-packed trip. So yes, I I might need a couple of days to recover. (laughs) Yes, I totally enjoyed following your uh, Instagram story and all the fun that the fun yeah yes I was so jealous so (laughs) but as I mentioned so Colleen is on the other side usually we're interviewing other people and so today I am interviewing Colleen about her wonderful trip as I mentioned earlier so we're gonna dive right in and Colleen has no idea what I'm throwing at her today I'm so excited so so let's start first with the resort you stayed at and all of the fabulous things about it. So we stayed at the Pop Century Resort and it wasn't my first time staying at Pop Century. I have stayed there before and it is my favorite value, I will say. I really like the rooms since they refurbished them a couple of years ago and it was good. So there was four of us and four adults and the room was a good enough size for us. You know, there was enough room for us, all four girls to put all of our clothes away. <laughs> that is a, it is value. So it's a smaller resort. I forgot to mention that Colleen was on a girl's trip too. <laughs> yeah, so. yes, I was four girls. And so, you know how girls are when they go on vacation and we brought, you know, lots of clothes and I brought lots of mini ears and shoes and all that. So, but it was comfortable for four adults and I wasn't sure what it would be like because I've stayed there before with my family. So it was two kids and two adults makes Mm -hmm. it a little more spacious, but it was very nice. And this was my first time staying at Pop Century since the Skyliner gondola opened. I love this. I love it too. And our room actually was super close to the gondola station, which was great. So it was a very short walk. I was very impressed with the line was not ever super, super long for the gondola, which was nice. And even the walk to the buses was not, wasn't that bad. So, you know, the, even though it was a value level resort, I felt like the transportation was still, you know, very frequent, very timely. 
And there were a lot of people there, I will say. And they were doing a movies under the stars the first night that we were there. Oh. Yeah. And so that was fun to see that that's back, you know, that they're doing like those fun events. I saw a board that showed activities at the pool. We did not unfortunately have time to enjoy the pool. <laughs> Uh, I know, we just we really packed in all of the park time so we did not go to the pool but but a lot of people were enjoying it and they were doing activities there and yeah so we had a great we had a great time at pop century good I like I have never stayed at pop now I've stayed across the way over at art of animation right. and I do like that the skyliners are there I think it is a great addition um, to that whole area. We've talked about that before on the podcast. And and the, now I have to bring it up because when you were there, there was a little mishap with the Skyliners. And I know you were, I think you were in Hollywood Studios that day and it was at that station. It was at that station. I know that was kind of crazy because we were in line to ride Tower of Terror. Oh, my favorite. When, yeah. And, and you actually like, you know, texted us and we were mm-hmm. like, because we were taking the Skyliner, our plan yeah. at that moment was we're going to ride Tower of Terror and then we're going to leave Hollywood Studios because it was basically closing. It was closing at eight. So it was very close to then. And we were going to hop on the Skyliner and go over to Epcot. Epcot was open till 11 and we were mm-hmm. going to go check out the Flower and Garden Festival and have something to eat and all that. So then when you texted and said something about the Skyliner, I was like, oh no, we're not going to be able to take it. And of course, I, I saw people posting on Instagram and on Facebook about the, it, and apparently what happened, I think, as what I've pieced together is that a car, one of the, the gondola cars crashed into another gondola car, but nobody was in it. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, and that did smash a window and there was broken glass. So they had to stop. But thankfully, by the time we were done riding Tower of Terror and walked out there, it was, it was running again. Cause I was thinking, oh, oh. I had an alternative plan already set up. I was like, we're going to go get the ferry because there's a ferry boat mm-hmm. that you can take from Hollywood Studios over to the Yacht and Beach Club. Yes, and yes. so I was like, well, we can't take the gondola. We can take the ferry boat over to the Yacht and Beach Club and then just walk over. But then we saw the line for the gondola and we were like, oh, it must, it must be running. So it was. So they got it back up and running really fast. I was happy to see that because I was really worried because the last time there was a mishap on the gondola it was closed for a long time so I would have been really sad if that had happened it was like our first night there (laughs) yes yes it again yeah I was glad to see it was up and running so quickly so which was really they really got it back up super yeah like you said it was just something that I think the cars just yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly why they smashed into each other, but it was good that nobody was on them. Nobody got hurt. Nobody, you know, it was something they obviously were able to fix pretty quickly. Absolutely. So before I dive into everything else, so one thing I noticed that you did this trip and it was your very first time, I think, is oh. that you did some Disney bounding. I did do Disney bounding. It was my first time. Yes. I was very excited to try it out. Yeah. Um, so why don't you explain what Disney bounding is first before you okay. dive into who you before I dive into what I did. So yes. Disney bounding yes. is where you, you dress up 
you don't dress up in a costume like of a character you dress up sort of inspired by a character so and it's something that adults do because of course adults are not allowed to wear costumes to the park you know little kids they can wear costumes they could dress up as Ariel or Belle or whoever they want but adults are not allowed to so this is a way for adults to kind of get into the fun and you you can you and you can go on Pinterest or Instagram or what and Google like Disney bounding and you'll find a million inspiration boards about it but you just try to pick clothes and accessories that will sort of make someone think of that character so to explain further the first day we went to Hollywood Studios and I Disney bounded as Jesse from Toy Story and I did, I picked her because I already had mini ears with a Jesse bow. I have like leggings that are like jeans, jeggings basically, right? So I wore my jeggings and I had a white like collared shirt and I got a yellow bandana that I tied around my neck and I put a red bow in my hair. And then I had my mini ears with my Jesse bow on it. So it's just like, I'm not, you don't really necessarily look at me and think, oh, she looks just like Jesse. But it just is like her colors and maybe accessories that are the same as her accessories and that kind of thing. And then the day we went to Magic Kingdom, I Disney bounded as Ariel. So I have leggings that look like mermaid tail, like scales, right? Mm -hmm. And I got a purple shirt that was like the same color purple that Ariel wears. And I had ears, mini ears that were Ariel. And I actually made myself a necklace with a fork or a dingle hopper. Oh, there it is. Yes. And I bought myself a shell purse. So I have this pink gel purse that was like kind of a crossbody purse that I wore with it as well. So that was really fun. I really enjoyed it a lot. So I definitely plan on doing more Disney bounding in the future. And I, maybe because I was doing it, I also noticed all the other people Disney bounding. So that was fun to walk around and be like, oh my gosh, that girl, she's supposed to be Snow White and that girl, she's Cinderella. And you know, so it was fun to kind of pick out people who were also Disney bounding. Yeah. Very cool. My daughter does a lot of Disney bounds. She has usually Disney bounds every day. Um, when we go to the parks and she's even done some like rare like kind of off the beaten path characters. I love those though I think yeah. that's really fun when you do something kind of not your mainstream character yeah and, and I always found I was always very impressed that cast members got it like they knew so I thought this was pretty cool yeah I had a couple of cast members say something to me about my Disney bound which really honestly made my day because you don't know if anybody notices, you know, other than you. Yeah. So to hear them be like, oh, I love your Disney bound, whoever, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know it is really fun. It is definitely fun to do. So it is, it's, it was really fun. So I'm hoping maybe in the future I can get other people to participate with me and we can do like a whole a whole set of characters so I've always thought that was really fun we should totally do it in October we should it would be really fun <laughs> yeah yeah so we're going we're going a bunch of us are going in October and so I would totally I would do it I've okay, never done all right. it we'll I'll have to, it. we'll have to start brainstorming what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah and then we'll just tell everybody else <laughs> everybody else <laughs> you gotta do it too <laughs> yeah so if you're listening everybody else <laughs> 
<laughs> be prepared to Disney bound. Yes, yes. All right. So let's now talk about a little bit about, let's see, what I want to throw at you. Let's talk a little bit about dining. I think it's one of your favorite topics. So I know just based on what we talked about beforehand, that you you and other ladies had a bunch of dining plans, but I think they changed. And so while you were in, they did change a little. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why that was and what all did you do? Well, so we really wanted to do a character dining and because it was one of the ladies who went with me, it was her first time ever at Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to go to do a character dining, but there's not as many character meals available right now. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of limited and we really wanted Topolino's Terrace. We really, really did. So we kept holding out for that, but we had made a reservation at Garden Grill as sort of a backup in case we couldn't get a Topolino's. And we contemplated even actually a cast member. We ate at Primetime Cafe, which was amazing also, by the way. And the our waitress actually said to us, you know what I would do? Because we mentioned wanting to go to Topolino's. She was like, you know what I would do is show up when they first open. Oh, yeah. See if they'll, like, you can sometimes, like, show up and they'll let you come in, like, a walk-in because mm -hmm. their people didn't show up on time or they might, you know, mm -hmm. just be slower, like, right when they first open. So we almost did that. We almost did that. And then Dana, actually, I think she just kept checking the app. We were all just, like, always checking the app, like, what's there available for last-minute cancellations, yeah. like, what's popping up? And she got us a Chef Mickey's. Now we had already, we already had a Chef Mickey's for our last morning, but we were going to a park that morning. And so it was kind of out of our way, but she found an earlier one. So we actually decided to do Chef Mickey's instead of Garden Grill. And we never did end up with a Topolino. So, but yeah. that was my first time eating at Chef Mickey's. Really? And it was. Oh, yeah. That, that was my first time. I've actually, I only have ever done garden grill character dining. That's the only really? thing I've ever done. Yeah. Oh, I like oh, about all the other dining. I haven't done as much character dining. <laughs> Dana yeah, and I kept joking. No, I know because Dana and I were joking with each other. She's like, I've only, she's only ever done character dining and I've done all of the other ones, <laughs> but I loved Chef Mickey's. I really loved it. I thought the characters were great and it was really good to see how they were doing things because of COVID. They're not, it's not exactly the same as it normally would be where you could actually get up and like go walk over to the characters and take a picture mm -hmm. with them and you could have them sign something. They're not really doing that stuff, but they're so great. And they will come up behind you. And so we were taking selfies with them in the background and they'll, they're little they'll pose and like interact with you and do fun things. They came out and did like a little dance party in the middle. Oh. And at the end, they give you like a postcard. And on one side is a picture of all the characters. And then on the other side is their, their signatures. So you still get all of the character signatures just on this. And it's actually kind of cool because it's sort of like mm -hmm. this keepsake souvenir from your meal there. Yeah. Um, and the meal was fantastic. Honestly. I mean, we had breakfast there. It was really good. I, I thought it was great. It was family style. I think normally it's a buffet. Um, yes. but this, because of COVID, it's not a self-serve buffet. They just bring you everything on the menu. They just bring you out a giant platter of it. We and might, it's a lot. 
we might have gotten seconds on the hash browns. I'm not gonna lie, the cheesy hash browns were pretty good. <laughs> I know they're my favorite. I we did Chef Mickey's in August, but they did not have characters at that time, and we just did it for breakfast. And I'm with you on the cheesy hash browns. Oh my gosh, they were so good. All of the food we had was great, and we did. A couple of ones I'd never done before. So Primetime Cafe was another one we did for oh, okay. one, the first day we were there and I've never eaten there before. And that was so good. And they are, the inside of that restaurant is so cool. It's supposed to be like yeah. retro 1950s mom's kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the cast members are so fun. They refer to like the other people as like your cousins and they call each other aunt, like, you know, when they tell you who's gonna serve you, they're like, aunt Melissa is gonna be your server. And all of the food has fun names and I got the meatloaf. And oh, good, how was it? Was, it was so good. And mm. Dana got the fried chicken, which she let me try as well. And it was really, really good. Everything we got was fantastic. And it was just a fun, they're fun. They kind of joke around with you and they play, play with you a little. And then another one we did that I have never done before is Be Our Guest Dinner. That's amazing. I did that for the first time myself this past year. And it is real. I, I will admit the breakfast and the lunch when they had it as a quick service, I wasn't a big fan of it. I just oh, really? Didn't. See, that's all I'd ever done before. Yeah. I like breakfast the best. Yeah, we weren't really a, like huge fans of it, but I did the, what you just did. It was amazing. So it was so um, fun. We got to sit in the West Wing. Oh, and I know I was very excited that we got to sit in the West Wing and the Beast is coming out. So that was cool. Yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, because I know mm -hmm. characters aren't coming out to every meal and, and, and it's a little different there. Like it's not the same as chef Mickey's where the characters come out and like interact with you and hang out and dance and they're fun. Like it kind of really more like the beast comes out and is just like, Oh, Hey, welcome to my castle. Glad you're, you could be here. And then like disappears. <laughs> yes. Just welcoming yes. you. And we spent most of the meal trying to come up with theories of why bell isn't and as a part of the, the dinner. So I often wonder why she is not. I mean, oh, sometimes no. she makes a special appearance. Every, really? That would be amazing. Very rarely. Well, the only that. reason we could find was that now they're not supposed to be in more than one place at once, right? That mm. was my thought all along. I've been thinking, well, it's because Belle is somewhere else in the park, so she can't be at dinner with the Beast if she's also at Belle's Enchanted Tales or Cinderella's oh, Royal true. Table or wherever. But then Dana pointed out that other princesses are in two places at once, mm -hmm. like Ariel and Cinderella. And I was like, oh, I was like, yes, that kind of blows that theory out of the water. So I don't know. I tried Googling it, but it, nobody had any good fan theories on why Belle. And then I was thinking, well, maybe it's because it's before Belle has rescued the beast, right? Because he's still the beast. Well, that's the rose is still there, right? The rose is still there. So I'm like, oh, well, it's because Belle still hasn't come and like rescued him, or maybe she's still in the dungeon, or I don't know. But they have the, what's but they, the other one? They have the room with them dancing in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, so that's not working. 
<laughs> I know we could probably do a whole episode on we could, but that was what we spent our dinner doing was discussing yes. why Belle isn't at the dinner but it was amazing <laughs> I had scallops I was wondering what you would get there oh I had the French onion soup highly oh, recommend and the scallops and then you get the trio of desserts and I love the little chip like it's a white chocolate cup that's chip from the movie and he's filled with the gray stuff and that was really that was although I will say my favorite of the three it's a, a dessert trio was the macaron was amazing oh yes oh my gosh the macaron was so good so I could have eaten like three of those that was really good yeah, yeah I saw I saw, I saw the dessert pictures they look good and I do I love I've eaten there twice for dinner once once I will be eating there a second time in June when I go in June, but, but it is really good. But I was curious as what you would get, what you yeah, would get. got the scallops. So yeah, everything was fantastic. Really. You, you can't go wrong with just about any of the Disney dining. It's all no. amazing, so. always so good. It's always so good. So just to keep with the dining themes, we're going to move over to the flower garden. Yeah. So I know that you were doing some tasting around the world so much tasting. so maybe share a couple of things that you share before we kind of dive into something else here yeah the I mean I love all the Epcot festivals and it's so hard to decide what to get I love France is always one of my favorites and they have this onion and goat cheese tart that's amazing and I've had it, I've actually had it before at other festivals, but I had to get it again because it's one of oh, my yeah. favorites. Oh my gosh. The best drink oh, it's so, so good. And also we got, I'm trying to think of, so, so right when you first come into the world showcase off of like future world mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of booths that are not country themed, but they're more. Right like one is honey themed and it's all about bees and pollination and one was citrus themed and they have like a vegetable themed one we had some really great stuff over there I had this like spoon bread with honey on it and we got this citrus marinated lobster salad at one of them that was really fantastic (laughs) did you get the bee cupcake we did not get the, I don't think any of us got the bee cupcake. Now I'm trying to remember. See, I was like so engrossed in my corn spoon bread with honey drizzle that I, I wasn't really paying attention to what anybody else ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we got the bee cupcake. There were a lot of things we, I actually got the festival booklet the first night. I picked up a festival booklet, which I highly recommend if you go to any of the Epcot festivals, that the first mm-hmm. thing you should do is get a booklet. And it has all of like the booths and what is to eat at each booth. And they conveniently put a little box next to them that you're supposed to like check off, like oh yeah, yeah, eat them or whatever. So I like went through and I starred like that night. I'm like starring like all of the things that we wanted to try, which we didn't get to try everything, but a lot of the things we got to try. A lot of them. a lot of the things. So do you have do you have a favorite thing that you tried? Oh gosh, I say drink and uh food meal yeah so I had this wine slushy that was really really good I'm trying to think of that was at Italy I think I think that was at the Italian booth it was a wine slushy and it had like berry something in it and a couple kinds of wine and I I don't know it was very good (laughs) and it was refreshing 
purple one? It was that the purple? Um, it was not. No, that was also that was from France, and that okay. was kind of along the lines of the Grand Meunier slushy, but it had a couple okay. extra things in it because that's like my favorite, as I always yeah. get that that, yeah. or, that orange slushy. But this was it wasn't just Grand Meunier; it had other stuff in it, like a citrus bod and the Grand Meunier and something else. And it was really good. Yeah, it was like very, very good. And then in Italy, they had a wine station. Yeah, we had a really great margarita in Mexico too. Um, Yeah, I got an added, you could add a floater of different types of liquor. And I got this chili. It was a spicy chili liqueur. Oh. Yeah, I was was the only one brave enough to try Oh my goodness. Was it real spicy or yeah, it, it added a kick? It definitely added a kick to the margarita. Yeah. But it was good. I, I, I love spicy food. So I thought it was fantastic. Now you're asking me to pick my favorite food. That's so hard. Yeah. That's really, really hard. I want to say the onion and cheese tart from France, because I feel like that's the thing I could have gotten back and like eaten a million of. But they had these arancini balls, like fried rice and cheese balls with sausage in them at the Italy mm. Pavilion. That was also really, really good. <laughs> mm. So many good things. Oh my! I God. know it's hard at Epcot because it's they have amazing drinks, mm. you know. And we should totally do an episode on the drinks <laughs> that you can get. So so much fun and then they have such amazing food at the like you said at these festivals that I mean it, it's hard not to because everything is so good so everything it's, sounds uh, really good and everything is really good like it's so fantastic all of it absolutely. so I'm okay. like oh I need to go again to eat all of the things that I starred that I didn't get around to eating <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you give me a list of what you didn't try. Okay. I'll let you know. I actually scheduled a day where we actually, I think only have like one sit down. Oh. And so, so that I could eat. Eat. Yes. Yeah. Lunch. And yes. And it's a very late dinner. So <laughs> purposely scheduled that correctly. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So let's with Epcot for a little here for a few minutes and so the Flower and Garden Festival is going on and you talked about so there's a lot of things to do there I think we've touched on it in previous episodes but what was your I guess I want to just know what your take is on the festival and I also want to hear did you go back and look at the new Ratatouille area too so yeah. we- So you can't really go back there so much. You can Mm -hmm. see more of it now. Absolutely. The Ratatouille area and especially on the gondola. So like when we took the gondola from Hollywood studios to Epcot, you can, you go right over where Mm -hmm. Ratatouille is. So we like, we're looking down at it and it looks so cute. And there's like a fountain and I love how they have the Gusto's sign. Oh my mm-hmm. God. So, cool. so you can see a lot more of it than you used to be able to. They're not like letting you walk back there yet, but <laughs> I wish they were. Yeah. I thought you could go back a little bit. Yeah. Like, like a little. That. It's not very, no. 
Yeah, it's it's still blocked off like but you can you can see it more from like a couple of spots like you can kind of see into it but it's really it looks so cool I cannot wait for that ride to open yeah yeah and we went into the butterfly garden uh, was part of flower and garden festival and oh and love the new entrance to Epcot oh yeah photos there yeah so that's my first time seeing the new entrance and we even got to see when we got off um the bus to we went oh that's right because we were at chef mickey's so we were at chef mickey's for breakfast that morning so we ended up having to take the bus from the contemporary over to epcot because sadly the monorail is not running between Ep- the yeah. The monorail is not running. I know I was really bummed about that. We really wanted to take Courtney on the monorail, but we, so we took a bus. It was fine. But because we took the bus where you come into the parks, like into the entrance from the bus area is where they put all of those like memorial things that people could get their picture. I can't remember what they called it. That oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. On the big pillars in the entryway. And now they're like outside and they're all like colored and it's, it's really oh. Cool. Yeah. And then on the, in the new entrance, it's so open. It's, it feels so much more open and spacious than it did before. Mm -hmm. And they have that beautiful fountain with the like crystal pillars and they, you get like these rainbows in it when you look at it. It's very cool. Did Did you see it at night? We did not go back out the front at night. Okay. See the new, like fountain and everything yeah because we took the skyliner back to our resort so when we were done test track was the last thing we did was test track we instead of walking out the front we went the other way to go to the skyliner out the second the other entrance yeah but it was fun so and they I was excited to see they were still doing live music at the festival they still had the concerts and the liberty Voices of Liberty mm-hmm. are singing at the, at the outdoor theater. And I was super excited about that because I, I they normally would sing inside the mm-hmm. America Pavilion building. Yeah. And I knew they weren't doing that. And then I saw that they're singing at the theater outside several times a day. So that was kind of cool. Oh, good. Yeah, I love them. I, I could sit and listen to them for hours. I know. Just- yeah, I agree. It's they're they- beautiful voices, but they had a lot, a bunch of different live music going on in the evenings. And so mm-hmm. it still really felt festival-y like. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Now, nice. now, overall, how would you say the crowd level was for this trip? Because I, I you know, I think they've increased, you went in September so it's definitely probably more of a crowd than the last I, time you were I there. I don't know if it was, Tina. Honestly, so when I went in September, I only was able to go to Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And I will say when I went to Hollywood Studios in September in the morning, it was crowded. Now that was yeah. back when you still had to be inside the park to make a Rise of the Resistance boarding group, right? So I think a lot of people were going first thing in the morning because they wanted to get a boarding group. And we actually, we ended up leaving mm-hmm. in September. We, we left because it was so crowded. It was ridiculous. Now, Dana and I didn't get to the park this time until about 1030. And okay. honestly, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I think the longest we waited for a ride was 
35 minutes maybe oh, that's not bad and at all even when they were posting longer you know like we got in line for mickey and minnie's run away railway and i think it said it was a 50 minute wait i don't even think it was 30 minutes like i really yeah, i don't think the weights are the reporting they're higher they say higher than they really are we went on millennium falcon mm-hmm. and i think millennium falcon said a 35 minute wait it was like 15. I mean, we basically, it was more walking. It was just like walking through the queue to get to yeah, the get there. really what it now, was. Are they still taking you behind? Like, so when I was there in December, the Millennial Falcon, we actually had to go backstage that so they were oh. putting line through the backstage. Stop. No, we did not do that. No, it was just the regular queue line. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's really good, cool that they took you backstage. I love going backstage. I I do too, even though I, I think for most people it's not it kind of yeah, well, because the queue is very themed. I mean, you yes. really get like that immersive feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm walking mm-hmm. into the Millennium Falcon. Like yes. you really feel like you are. So that was fun. We did that and we really did everything there. Now Courtney did rock and roller coaster before we got there. So Dana and I didn't do rock and roller coaster, but other than that, we did everything else. You guys got lucky and got a boarding pass for Rise Orders. We did. So excited. We didn't get it at the 7 a.m., but we got it at one and it was amazing. Like Mm -hmm. it was so amazing. I can't, I don't know. I can't even describe it was, it wasn't a ride. It was an experience. Like that's how oh, I can, yeah. like, I don't think it's a ride. I think it's an experience because you're like part of the story. You're part of what is happening. And there's so many different parts to it. It's not like you just get in a car and like go through a ride. Like you mm-hmm. get shuffled around and you do this and then you do that. And then you do this, and then you do that. And like, it gets very exciting. And some of the areas were so amazing to like mm-hmm. go into and you were like, wow, like I am part of the movie. Yes. You felt yeah. like you were part of the movie. I mean, with the first, when you get taken over and you board the ship and you see all of the stormtroopers, like that was surreal. That was really surreal. So I was super excited. I cannot wait to go back and have my kids go on that ride I think they will or even my husband really my husband because he's a Star Wars Mm -hmm. fanatic so like I like Star Wars but I don't like it as much as he does like he's gonna just oh my gosh I can't even wait for him to go on that ride (laughs) that attraction they did an incredible job with it and like you said when you walk in and you see all the stormtroopers it's just it's so impressive it is. And and the cast members in on that attraction, I find, are very much in oh, character or immersed in who they are. They're yeah, absolutely. absolutely in character. And I think that would be the coolest job to have there. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, like, I wonder, there's probably like a lottery system on like who gets picked to work that ride. Because I know that, <laughs> that ride is the coolest amazing. job. Yep, I've only done it once, um, hoping to get a boring pass when we go in June. And it just, it's, 
like you want to ride like the first time and then you want to get back on it again because you right? miss so much. There's so you, much going on. I agree. Like I bet every time you go on it, you'll see something different because there's yes. so much to look at and so much happening at once that it's hard to know like where to look and what to look at, you know? And so I, I cannot wait to do it again too and see like, I'm sure there's a ton that I like didn't even notice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, I just wanted to see if you have any last minute tips about traveling to Walt Disney World right now for our audience before we go. Well, you know, I think that what's so great about going to Walt Disney World right now is that you can be more relaxed and flexible and take your time, you know, and not feel rushed to do everything immediately because the wait times are so low and the crowds are so low that it's, it's not the same as what it was before where you really felt like, oh my gosh, I have to get there a rope drop and I need to immediately go over to seven doors mine train. I need to get in line right away. It's not like that. <laughs> it's really yeah. a lot more relaxing. And if you don't, I mean, I like to get there for a rope drop, but quite honestly, I felt like the crowd levels were a lot lower in the evening, like afternoon hours. Like I definitely felt that a couple of times where I was like, man, we rushed to get up and come here. And of course we love the parks and we really did want to be there basically from when it opened till when it closed. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to be that rushed in the morning or you're tired because you, you know, we're at a park until 11 o'clock the night before and everybody's exhausted. And the last thing you want to do is get up at five 30 so that you can be at the bus by six. You know? mm -hmm. I would say, don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah. about it because honestly in the afternoon and the early evening hours, there was like hardly anybody there and any of the parks we were in, like, it was really crazy actually I didn't know if it was still going to be like that you know because it's getting to be a little busier and it's getting closer to summer and but I was I was surprised and and it's funny because there are people there I mean don't get me wrong it's not like nobody's there mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel as crowded as it, it normally does no, I would agree. I completely understand what you're saying because there are definitely people there, but it's definitely not as crowded as like maybe what would be considered normal this time of year, which makes it very nice going because I think you get, you are getting so much in. Mm -hmm. So people are going back to their resorts to enjoy maybe the pool or the movie nights. And mm -hmm. I'm, we know I'm not a, surprisingly, I am a morning person, but I'm not a rope drop gal. So I very rarely do rope drop, but I love the, I'm usually there within the hour the park opens, but I really love Epcot. Epcot always kind of open later, you know, later start, but I love that they don't open till 11 because yeah. it's an opportunity to kind of sleep in. That was and nice. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And take your time getting ready open now. Later, right? It doesn't open yes. till 11, but then it is open until 11 p.m. Yes. Where all the other parks were closing at like eight or nine. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Like, I, I thought that was nice. And, and it's funny because I've been to Epcot, like I've said, to, I've been to every festival. And usually mm -hmm. in the evening, it is like suffocatingly yeah. crowded. 
around the world because you just get a lot of people that I think go there just for the festival and they're just there to eat and drink around the world. So the evening it gets packed with like younger people and adults without kids and that kind of thing. And they were, there was still some of that there, but it wasn't like what I've seen in the past. You know, it was, it was still manageable. It was still enjoyable to walk around. You didn't feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many people like all around me. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was, it's just, I don't know. I can't wait to go back, Tina. I don't know. <laughs> you leave and you want to go back. So I, before I let you go, I do have one more question for you. Okay. Okay. So you did the park hopper. So a lot of people ask, how is it park hopping? So in the past, you can only, you could park hop whenever you could start a day, maybe ride one or two rides and then head over to the next park. Mm-hmm. But right now you're not able to do that. You're only able to park hop at a certain time. So how was that? I actually think it makes more sense now than it ever has. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really do. Because And back to what I was saying earlier about how it's a lot less crowded in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So because you get so much more done by two o'clock, like we went to Animal Kingdom one day and our intention was to hop over to Magic Kingdom later. But really by like two, three o'clock, we'd done everything at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. you know? So it wasn't like even a stressful thing. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, we haven't finished everything at Animal Kingdom and we're supposed to go to Magic Kingdom. No, we were like, yeah. oh, we've like totally seen everything here. And then we hopped to Magic Kingdom and there's like less people there than there had been earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. That was the day that the people mover opened. And I thought for sure that it was going to be crowded because the people mover had opened right now. Granted, it had already been open for a couple hours, I think, when we got there. So I think there were a lot of people who probably like rode the people mover and then left. Yeah, (laughs) probably. A lot of bloggers and YouTubers. Tons of those people were there, right? Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that the crowd had like dissipated by the time we got there. But I really anticipated it being busier. But I, I did a live video. I know you watched it of us riding on the people mover. And at one point in my live, I like point out, like, look behind me and like, look at the the park behind me. There's nobody here. Yes. There's like nobody here. Like I couldn't even believe in Tomorrowland, like how there was just like, you looked out and there was like hardly anybody walking around. And so we had this fantastic time. We got to ride before our Be Our Guest reservation. We got to ride several, like Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, Mine Train, Buzz Lightyear, like rides that normally you would wait at least a half an hour for. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, boom, 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 you know, and, and the people mover. So it was just, I don't know. It's just crazy. (laughs) So I actually think park hopping, if there was ever a time that I would recommend having a park hopper now would be it like normally I don't necessarily recommend park hopping because you are so busy and you do want to see everything in the park that you don't have time to park hop but now the way things are I don't I think it makes a lot of sense to park hop nope I I 100% agree well I'm glad because I last time I was there park hopping wasn't available so I'm excited to see how it worked um for you and I'm excited to see how it works yeah I mean you're gonna have such a fun time yep Well, anyway, that is all we have for today. Thank you, Colleen, for sharing your wonderful visit to Walt Disney World. And so until next time, may all of your vacations be magical.